This is Normando FM, 7.21 p.m. CDMX ST. And we're very happy to be getting a broadcast in. We weren't sure whether we would be able to. A Denzel Washington movie kind of was thrown into the plans at the last minute here on the long-awaited DB farewell day. And we just dumped her off into a Starbucks on the way back. I mean, we don't really have anywhere to go. We don't really have anywhere to go, and I'll get into why. Mostly because I can get into why right now. Thanks for, thanks for staying tuned. We don't have anywhere to go because DB is taking a night bus in three hours. She will be aboard a night bus. In two hours, she'll be heading over towards the night bus. And we're, we're keeping our, our stuff in the hostel from last night, but I'm not staying there. I'm going to be switching over to another hostel. In fact, the first hostel that I ever stayed at in, in CDMX, I'm going to be heading back, and I'll tell you why in just a bit. But let me first get into our show notes. It's, it's been a long day because obviously one of those days where you're switching hostels, and we've done it a lot. We've done it a lot. We've been to lots of places here in CDMX, all different neighborhoods. We've really kind of gotten a, uh, a nice sampling of places here in Mexico City. We've been all over the place. I've been all over the place actually before DB. I was already in two places and then she joined me in Coyoacan. And then after that we went to DF Hostel. And then that was where Crazy Daniel threw a wrench into our plans there. We would have stayed. We would have stayed if we weren't fearing for DB's life uh, because of, of Daniel, the man who takes medication or is supposed to take medication made out of stars, but um, he's awaiting his next dose. It's, it's hard to get around here. They don't have the star, the star pills here. So that was DF. Then we went to Selva. That was number three. And then we went to Ancona. Actually, we went to Ancona number three, Selva number four. And then we went to another hotel for two nights. That's number five. Then we went to Tepoztlan for two nights. And then we went to Monterrey, Habitaciones Monterrey last night, two nights ago. And then last night we went to Amigo Hostel. So that's seven places. And I might be missing one. So, oh wow. This is the Torre Latino. This is, I think, the biggest, the biggest tower here in Mexico City. I'm just chilling on Reforma. You'll remember Avenida Reforma. It's where we had our first lunch here at ET's behest recommendation at El Califa, which we just saw. And this is, I mean, we just got out of the movies. We just got out of the movies. We saw Denzel's newest movie with Jared Leto and Rami Malek. I forget, the guy who was in that robot show. He pissed me the fuck off, this whole movie. He was so weird. He was so weird. It was a detective movie. They were looking for a serial killer. We found out later Denzel was taken off the case, sent to a different department, or sent, you know, fired from LAPD. We found out later that was because he was tearing himself up because when he was investigating a murder, one of, you know, they were killing prostitutes and he was on the crime scene looking at the prostitutes' bodies and creeping around, using his flashlight, and another prostitute kind of jumped out out of him, spooked him, and he shot her in the chest and killed her. And spoiler alert, by the way, but you don't want to see this movie, and I'll tell you why. 
So Denzel kills this, a prostitute, a living prostitute that was, she just narrowly escaped being killed by a serial killer. There were three prostitutes that didn't escape being killed by a serial killer. They were, they were murdered gruesomely, stabbed to death. This prostitute narrowly got away. She's like, oh, thank God, the fucking police are here. It's Denzel. I got an A-list actor for my cop, my detective. Let me pop out and say, here I am. I narrowly escaped. I probably know who fucking did it. And Denzel gets spooked. Oh, shit. Just shoots her in the chest. So the living prostitute dies. And now Denzel's back on the case. This was like, you know, 10 years later. He, he was beating himself up about killing this prostitute, not catching the serial killer. And he goes back to LAPD, and there's the new detective on the scene, Rami Malik, or whatever his name is. And he is also beating himself up. I need to find this killer. Where is this killer? There's this missing woman now, and they don't know, they don't have a body. They don't know where she is. She's she alive? Is she dead? And there's this one suspect, and you know, he's a creepy fucking dude. They interrogate him. They can't really get much dirt on him. They realize that he confessed to a crime, a murder, like eight years ago, and then they realize that he was just fucking around. He's like a, you know, he's addicted to crime. Like, he keeps up to date with all the crimes in L.A. and likes to pretend that he's a murderer. So he takes this fucking new detective when he's, you know, him and, Dan, him and Denzel split up for a bit because Denzel's going to buy coffee. She's going to buy coffee. And then the guy comes out from his house and said, I'll take you to the body of the new girl that I killed. Get in the car. Denzel's not invited. They go to uh, supposedly where this girl is buried. And he says, dig here. And he goes, oh, I forget. No, dig here. No, dig here. And then he starts, when the guy's digging, the guy says, I've never killed anyone. But you're fucking ego. You think you're such a good detective, yada, 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 and your family, I've been watching you guys on the news, and your family's so pretty, and how can you protect your daughters if you could never protect these women, and the guy just turns around, just shovels this guy across the face, this is Jared Leto, the creepy dude who's supposedly the suspect, but then says, I've never killed anyone, but you're a shitty detective, and the guy goes, no, I'm not, boom, shovels him across the face, kills him, Denzel catches up, he says, all right, bury the body, bury the body, and let's, you know, fucking hell. You can't, you can't worry too much about it. Take my case, for example. I, I beat myself up for that, that prostitute that I killed for so many years. And come on, man. Don't beat yourself up about killing this guy. Let's just pretend it was him. Or, or no, we didn't even pretend it was him. They just said, let's just bury him. Say whatever. And then uh, you retire from the force. Or he gets released. And the end of the, the, end of the movie is just like... Uh, don't worry, like, don't beat yourself up. Like, this is a hard job. We, we obviously just have never been able to find who's killing these women, like, every month, every week. We've never been able to find it, and every time we try, we end up killing someone who's not the murderer. And so, like, don't beat yourself up, man. And that was it. It was kind of this brotherhood. They hugged. They were detectives, failed detectives that are not only haven't been able to catch any homicide suspects any 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 killers but they've been actively killing people that are innocent so they say tough job give me a hug yada 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 and that's how the movie ends we don't know who actually is killing these women um presumably they're going to continue to do so now denzel and ravi malik are both off the case and they just have to kind of deal with their 
with their, what's going on? She's saying she has malaria? I don't know. Okay, so we have a lot to get into. We didn't expect to get into the, the movie synopsis, but just, be, just don't see it. It's called uh, Pequeños Secretos in Spanish. Um, I don't know what the English title is. Um, bad, bad detectives, don't worry about it, or de detective, a hard, thankless job. You know, it's basically them that's just gonna, oh man, this job's so fucking hard. We can't find this killer. We're beating ourselves up about it. We end up killing these people. And what do we have to show for it? Just a bunch of guilt, just a bunch of guilt. Let's get into our show notes. Dan, didn't expect Dan and, uh, Dan and Chesney to be, to be on the rocks like that. But I guess I, I, I totally agree with E.T.'s analysis that when it comes to relationships, you really get to know someone when you're living with someone, of course. And why get serious until, well, actually, you have to get serious to get serious, you know? To be able to actually get serious with someone, you need to kind of live with them and figure out, is this, could this actually work? And a lot of times the answer is no. And it sounds like Dan splurging on some Indian when, you know, there are only saltines and, and, and goldfish in the cabinet at home when Chesney's there. And those are two snacks. They're not, it's not even a meal. Him just going splurging on Indian for himself. That's a, that's definitely an amber flag. You're right. That's an amber flag. So I'm glad that Chesney is getting some time away with the mothership to think about what's going on. What's going on with Dan? And does she want what's going on with Dan or does she want to just fucking, I mean, she's young. She's young. Why, why be in an unhappy relationship right now? It's just, why be in, in an unhappy relationship ever? We have this pressure, this pressure to be in a relationship, especially women. And it's, it's not worth it. Do not settle. Chesney does not need to settle. Chesney's great. Why would, she, why would she need to settle with Dan? I mean, and she hasn't even been with Dan that long. I remember when Dan first started coming around. I remember Dan's first bingo night appearance. I said, who's this guy? We all said, who's this guy? Just hanging around, hanging around, bingo, knowing about Star Wars and nothing else. What the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? That was not too long ago. So I hope Chesney is, is getting a little bit of perspective, hanging out with the mothership and... Um, and does whatever will make her happy. You know, that's what it's all about, being happy, being free. And a lot of times you don't find that in a partner unless it's someone, you know, you know that sort of partner that you can really trust and that you, you know, what I'm trying to say is a lot of people are in relationships that bring more bad than good. And being in a relationship, the pressure to do so, especially on women, is, is damaging. It can be damaging. E.T. Home Alone, very nice perk of, of the mothership and Chesney being out. E.T. Home Alone. I mean, I guess Chesney, why was Chesney... I mean, Chesney doesn't live at, at your mom's place anymore. She lives at Dan's place, obviously, but... Um, I guess it was just your mom, your mom was out. Where was RJ? Was RJ out for a night? Because that would be great. That would be great. Did he bring the fucking... Did he bring Mangy with him? Can you imagine a night completely? I, I'm not surprised at all that you felt um, free and, and relieved to have a night on your own, of course. I mean, we're grown men. 
You're 30. You're 31 right now or 32? No, you're 32 or 33? You're 31 to 33. What's. I'm about to be 29. I'm about to be 29 at the strike of midnight. I'm already 29 in England. But I'm about to be 29 here. And so that means you're four years older than me. But I think we're three and a half. So you're 32. You're 32. You need some, you need some time on your own. Of course. You're an independent man. You're used to being so. But, and this is not a knock on the family life. But I think we all like to have some alone time. I want to have some alone time right now from Dirty B. And I'm going to get some in four short hours. But let's continue with our show notes for now. Fitbit, the Fitbit. Congratulations on the new purchase. I really, really... Is that guy walking up? Ups- oh, okay, it's a mirror. Jesus Christ. I thought that guy was Spider-Man walking across the face of this wall. <laughs> I was about... Because there's crazy shit, you know? I see crazy shit all the time. I really do. I went to Teotihuacan yesterday. I was the first one in. I got there... 7.30, ready for them to open their doors at 8. Until I got there and I said, by the way, we open our doors at 9. It's freezing cold. You're wearing shorts and a t-shirt and shivering. I wish we could help you, sir, but you gotta wait till 9. So I got a tamale. Actually, this, this guy who said he was uh, works with medicinal, natural medicine, etc. he bought me a tamale after we started talking for a bit. I bought him a coffee. I had a, a bunch of coffees. I was freezing my ass off. I go into Teotihuacan. I'm the first one in. Oh, first one in. And I was the only one there for quite a bit until this woman ran past me. I was circling the, the Piramide del Sol, which was beautiful. And I was circling it, and this woman kind of raced past me. And I was taking my time, of course. So I saw her about you know two pyramid faces later, and she was on the ground. She was on the ground, her propping kind of her upper body up with her, her, her lower arms, but fully on the ground, just going, and I thought she was dying. She was an older woman. If she wasn't, if she was younger, I thought she's in child labor right now. This woman has just entered labor, the Piramide del Sol. Just like the, the ancient Teotihuacan people. You know, that's where they went to do their... That was kind of the, the, the hospital wing, the, the childbirth wing of the hospital. Just, yeah, just go to that part of the Pyramid of the Soul. And then she would, like, lie all the way down and, like, kind of bob her head. And I went over to her and I said, Estás bien? And she said she was European, I think. She looked at me and said, Todo bien, todo bien. And then I saw that she had... Uh, her phone on a tripod in front of her and it appeared like she was filming how to do an exorcist at an ancient Mexican temple. Um, so what I'm trying to say is you see weird shit. I, say, I see weird shit all the time. I'm not sure why I started talking about seeing weird shit. Oh, because the Spider-Man, the guy was scaling the fucking wall. I wouldn't have been surprised. Like, that guy's scaling the wall. He's probably just a YouTuber, you know? That's what we see in our culture now. We see people doing this weird shit. It's like, oh no, they're just doing it because social media. Don't worry about it. Let them scale that wall. Let her, let her expulse this demon in, a, in an ancient 
holy sight. Todo bien. Okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna fuck off because that's weird. So, I was gonna talk about your Fitbit. Congratulations on getting it. Um, I really think that you're, you're gonna enjoy a bunch of the functions. I, don't, I know very little about the Fitbit. I know basically just what you told me. It sounds like they could add a, a Bluetooth sort of feature where you can download music on your music or podcasts or podcasts onto your Fitbit and leave your phone at home while you go out for a bike ride. That would be nice. I also like how you can track your sleep. And I really love the fact that you slept worse knowing that your sleep was being tracked. It's unbelievable. Your first night. Oh, man, I really have to show off for this Fitbit. I'm going to sleep so fucking good. And then thus, you couldn't sleep well. You put too much pressure on yourself. You wanted to, you wanted to have big Fitbit numbers the next morning. You want to look up 90. Unbelievable. I am a good sleeper. But let me know if you've adjusted to the Fitbit pressure and now you're, you're sleeping the way you should, even though you're being monitored. I'm, I'm very curious to know uh, how you've been sleeping, what your numbers are. I might want a daily update on, your, on all your numbers, all your stats. Just send them. Send them my, send them my way, my direct communication. You, you have my information. I'm interested. Uh, egg straying diet. Egg straying diet. Oh, that was the cream egg. You popped the cream egg. That was how you cheated when you were high, popping the cream egg. Want anything from that store? I do, but don't get me anything. I like that. I do, but no thanks. Oh, it's a little husky puppy. Very cute. Very cute, very cute. I'm, I'm now a vegetarian. I haven't eaten meat for a while. I think the tamale that that guy offered me yesterday, I think it had a little bit of chicken in it, but I'm not sure. I, it, was, it was the rajas, the tamale with rajas, which are pep, you know, chilies. Really good, usually good sauce. And it, it was another tamale sandwich, which I really like. You know, I really respect how it's just carb on carb, just tamale sandwich. Just put that tamale, put that thing of starch on a sandwich. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it to the face, which is what I did. Uh, the pandemic excuse. I was expecting the, pandem the pandemic excuse to be used just, just now in the movie theater. No popcorn, pandemic. But then I thought, there's money in popcorn. Boy, was there ever. It was 70 pesos for popcorn, 350. The ticket for the movie was 80 pesos. So we got the popcorn. It wasn't used. The pandemic excuse wasn't used. But I'm glad you're using it over in Torres de Torpe because we're running out of time. We're running out of time to use the pandemic excuse. Get your last pandemic excuses in. Um, I mean, ET's gonna be all vaccined up. My dad got the vaccine today, first dose. My brother yesterday, my mom, and my whole family's had their first dose, except yours truly. I haven't been dosed up. Um, but enough about that. Our next show note, it's actually a, a nod to our own mother station. It has to do with the influence that animals have on our lives, especially dogs. And how really, how can it be understated? How can people just look at dogs and think, I'm looking at two dogs right now, by the way, one's taking a shit, and one's looking at the other one taking a shit, saying, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You go. Taking a shit on a reforma. And now I'm looking at, I look, turned around, and I'm looking at four more dogs. Five, four, four. They're all white fluffy things. Oh, I think it's a mom and, and three pups. There's so many dogs on the street, it's great. 
a very attractive dog walker, dog owner maybe. Um, so, how could anyone understate the influence that dogs can have on us? It can be just as big as an influence as, as any human, because we're animals too. And it reminds me of the song that my mom would sing pretty frequently to the dogs and to anyone who listened to her. Dogs are people too. Walk a do, walk a do, walk a do. She would make a lot of songs. She would sing a lot of songs. And I, I actually am following in her footsteps. I was freestyling. I think I was high. I was freestyling some great fucking songs just about random things to DB. And we were cracking up. This was just a couple nights ago. And I thought, I'm pretty good at this. I'm pretty good at this. It wasn't a complete surprise, I do have to say. But I was pretty fucking good. Um, special animals. Yep, so how special animals are, are minus mangy and ants. Mangy, of course. The, the belittled and unappreciated. I'm going to stop short of saying verbally abused, but animal in your own house. And very interesting analysis there. Is it because mangy to you is an extension of, of RJ? RJ is so redundant, he has a redundant extension, an animal extension of himself running around. Yeah, being a cat person is suspect. We should have known about RJ from the very beginning. Cat people. But I don't know. I don't know. Some, I've met some good cat people, but it seems like they're all very masochistic. Is that what the word? Masochism? What is it in English? I always get the... Sometimes these words, when they're so similar, masochismo, masochista, I actually don't even know. Um, but like Greg, Greg started liking cats because he was saying, dude, I fucking love Claire's cat. It just doesn't give a fuck about you. Like it literally will just claw the shit out of me. Like I'll try to pet it and it just doesn't give a shit. Like it doesn't want to be near me. When I come near it, it fucking, look at, look at all these claw marks. Look at all these claw, claw marks. And sometimes it like kind of lets me near it and then all of a sudden it'll fucking claw, like scratch the shit out of me or whatever. I just love it. It just doesn't give a shit about me. Like, yeah, dude, like, is that what you're looking for in a companion animal? Because you can get a dog who like actually loves you, provides you with an un, with a bottomless well of love and, and, and gratitude and compassion and joy. Or I guess you could just settle for, for the pain and the, you know, what's that word where they just don't give a shit? Neglect? But I think it starts with a buh. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but basically, the, the very, the, the non-existent love that cats emit, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's terrible. Show notes. I think this was just, this is a show note about show notes. How ironic. Um, it's kind of like inception of show notes. I think this is just about saying how we could put show notes on Spotify. And I think that's a, it's a very interesting and, and good idea. Why not? We're on Spotify now. I mean, come on. Let's take advantage of all the, the offerings that being on the number one streaming platform for music and podcasts have, has to offer. I mean, it's, it's fucking Spotify. We're happy to be on Spotify FMA. Tremendously happy. The hot spunk intro. I love your interludes. I love your interludes. I mean, I loved it as it was still, it was a hot spunk intro. And I don't remember the outro. It wasn't a hot spunk outro, but it was also, you know, another psycho name, another psycho name that someone over at Anchor FMA 
named, you know, these interludes, just strange, strange things. Hot spunk. Sicko. What an absolute sicko. Bringing that sort of language into the workplace, it's disgusting. Um, but, of course, would we rather have actual hot intros? Like, Ella no es tu, ya te vendió sueño. Dice que no tiene dueño. Which is, Ella no es tuya. Remix. I mean, I would love to put that on for you. I don't care what 30 seconds or minute it would take from it. It would be fire. Um, but no, for some reason, the seamlessly integrated system of Anchor and Spotify, it's not so seamless after all. They kind of tease you. They tease you with that. Um, divvying up SFG responsibilities. I think that's a great idea. I mean, you're going to be the social media chair, of course, the director. And I'm, I'm happy that you're excited to, to start doodling because also that's going to be something that I think you're going to be way better at than, I, than, I, than myself. But I will happily download and flag segments that I think are, are good for doodling. And I even did here, 49 minutes, 35 seconds into your last broadcast, uh, keeping it in the vag and DB appreciation. I don't really remember what that refers to, but I thought that it was definitely doodle-worthy. Um, you think it would have stuck a little bit more. I mean, I listened to your broadcast probably yesterday morning, um, but but yeah, I would, I would happily flag... Is this cop coming after me for broadcasting? Or does he have news on where grandpa's? Nope. He's just uh, just stopping there, going the other way. Oh, we're going to get a special report here from CDMX police. Sir, have you been looking for this grandpa, this abuelo? Yes. What are the news? Well, he just fled towards Guatemala. We had him in custody briefly, very briefly. The next thing we know, we looked in the back seat. It was just a sack of corn, and he was gone. We tracked him to Guatemala, and we lost trace of him. Head south. Thank you, Senor Oficial. Um, genius pressure and DD. This is just analysis on, on my DD analysis. So it's counter-analysis, I guess you could say, about... about yeah, I, I guess I had thought of that before with DD, especially after this last encounter. It wasn't the mushrooms that, that taught me, uh, that gave me this interpretation of DD just probably struggling with this intense amount of pressure um, and having higher expectations on herself because she's obviously a genius and has so much potential. I have thought about this before. I mean, people without any potential in the world, they just fucking settle with like, I mean, what was I going to do, you know? But these geniuses, I think a lot of times they, they put pressure on themselves and they have pressure from external sources as well because they're fucking geniuses and they're good people too. And so God knows there's, there's enough work to do in terms of combating social problems and you know she studies racism indigenous cultures uh in the past and now and all this all this shit that she could you know that that's that needs help needs help and i think she probably puts a lot of pressure on herself and so do you know she's telling me about a professor that like you know wants to work with her and how he always follows up and says, well, what are you doing? Like, what could, you know, how do we make sure that... It's, it's just a lot of pressure at this, this Harvard of 
of Latin America. So, man, I really wish I remembered what keeping in the vag and DB appreciation referred to. I know that you definitely appreciated your, your big winnings and the announcement from the broadcast bookies, sorry, the busting bookies, of course, on Normando FM broadcasting, um, a big win, a big win, of course, absolutely. I mean, you, you placed your bet early that the new location, the busting location was the mouth, La Boquita, and you've got, she can cash that prize in any way, anytime you want. Um, you know, we will be saying goodbye to that uh, quote-unquote dumpster um, slash quote-unquote marina tonight as DB is going to be taking her night bus to Guadalajara just in about... We should start making moves pretty soon. I do. I can't be broadcasting forever here, but um, we've had a great time with her. You know, once again, we invited her to stay in our Airbnb for one night and it turned into eight or nine nights together. Great, great times, absolutely great times. We enjoy each other's company and I, I'm very appreciative for, you know, my time with her, but I'm ready to, to kind of move on. And I'm ready to move on tonight, although it coincides, she does feel bad. She's like, I can't believe I'm leaving the day before your birthday. You know, and she took me out for dinner tonight, Indian, my favorite, you know, I've had Indian maybe twice in my life, but I've enjoyed it both times. So that's a hundred percent of the time I've had Indian, I've enjoyed it. So it technically probably is my favorite. Um, small sample size, but my favorite. So she feels a little bit bad about that. I don't. And I was a little worried that she was going to cancel. Be like, oh, you know, I was like, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. I'll, I'll be fine. And I knew I was going to be fine. But yesterday night, uh, I realized that I'd probably be very fine because I, I had a little I had a little texting communication that set up a, an interesting plan for tomorrow, uh, a birthday plan you might say, and I will get into that after finishing these show notes. Vaccinated broadcasters, exciting. Walk with Leslie, nodding DB. Okay, this was when, of course, we were talking about the our tremendous time with Leslie and her parents. Um, great people, special people. And our communication was 100% in Spanish. Oh, we're, we're filming a rap video here. Very cool. They could have picked a better spot. You know, they've, we've got a couple famous monuments right here, and they're not using them as background. They're kind of just using the dark street as a background. I wonder if I could... You know, I'm a, Hey, guys. <laughs> nice to meet you. World-famous broadcaster here. Spotify FM. Uh, you might know me as Normando. Normando Femme, Normancito. Let me just give you a little, a little tip here. You know, I kind of work in a similar world here with uh, broadcasting, of course. I'm more of a voice guy. Sounds like you are too as a rapper. Of course, you're doing video content here. Just pivot, pivot, and get that really famous angel statue in the background instead of the dark street slash American Airlines dark building in the background. Oh, they're packing up. Okay, well, take care. Good luck, good luck. See, that's an AM rapper. That's an AM rapper. He's never going to make it to FM status. And much less Spotify. Jeez. And he can't take criticism. He's packing up. He's packing up. He's saying, no, fuck it. Sick of this, sick of this criticism. Um, oh, man. That guy's kind of scary. Um, another guy. So, yeah. So, Walk With Leslie. It was, it was 100% Spanish. I was doing my best to, to translate every now and then. 
it was a sort of experience that I wouldn't usually have with DB, but DB came along for this one. DB came along, she was in the right place at the right time. And, you know, I've, I've had sorts of these experiences that Spanish has, has really kind of un, unlocked, you know, these possibilities for me. And, and DB was kind of there just nodding and looking at the beautiful places that we had access to that other people didn't. I mean, when we were in our mushroom trip too, we were going up to the same place and there were three people, three Americans or Canadians that were coming down and they said, oh, the fucking pyramids closed up there and you know, the mirror doors closed, no view, absolutely no view. So like, if just thought we'd save you the trouble. If you're going up there for a view, zero view. And we knew where the fucking view was. Of course, we didn't want to go with these people. There was another sort of, I mean, we were on mushrooms, didn't really want to be around random people. They seemed, they probably seemed nice enough, but they were upset about having no view. And instead of kind of throwing them off our scent, we walked up like 10 steps. We're like, oh, okay, well, we're, we'll check it out. We walked up 10 steps and then immediately took the shortcut, not the shortcut, but we, we went off the, the beaten path to where Leslie and her family showed us there were many views, many beautiful views. And we did it right in front of these people's faces. And they said, oh, well, let us know if, uh, if there's a view up there. And I thought, fuck, these people are going to follow us. Stevie, why don't we, because Stevie, like, she was kind of in charge of getting us back to this place. You know, I had almost just fallen off that cliff, remember? So I was kind of a little shaky on my feet still. Um, I mean, DB almost, she, she had her phone out, was about to make that call to ET, being, hey, get your shit together. Uh, you're on. You're the MC. Funerals next week, you know? We're going to try to get the body, I, I don't know. We're going to use a crane or something? We're going to try to get the body back to the States. Or maybe even just Plymouth. Maybe Hull. Who, who knows? Who knows where we're going to get the body? But first steps first. The body's like 500 feet down this cliff. So it's probably all beat up anyway. Might just leave it there. Might just leave it there and throw some dirt down this cliff and do the service right here. So ET, get your shit. You're, you're getting an early call as the MC. Earlier than than expected but so I was a little shaky on my feet DB let us and she did so right in front of these people that were complaining about a view not having one and we were taking we were just hopping off the trail right in front of them oh let us know if there's a view up there like okay we will where's we have no idea there probably won't be don't follow us we've never been here before I was worried on the mushrooms that those people were going to follow us because it was a a little path and they would have been right there and I wanted them to have a view too of course but not when I was tripping on mushrooms and didn't want to be around them um, trash starts fires that was new to me too that was new to me too no idea and it makes sense now fucking hell trash starts fires tree life slash mushroom understanding that was, that's a big thing with mushrooms huh felt it both times. I mean, I've only another small sample size, but 100% of the, the two times I've taken mushrooms, I felt this. Everything makes sense. Music made sense. Trees made sense. Nature made sense. Art made sense. Looking at nature, I said, well, that's why we, that's why we want to try to get as close to possible as, as replicating this beauty. That's what we do in music. That's what we do in art. That's what we try to do. I don't know if we, we get that close. Some people do. I mean, Picasso, for one. He's, he got the face a little bit fucked up, but he, it was still beautiful. And Van Gogh as well. Swirly colors, but beautiful. 
Um, and the tree life, yeah, it was, they were elephants, man. They were elephants. And you're right, I think that a lot of times we just kind of take them for granted, think that they're, we know they're alive, but like, nah, not really. But they are. And the mushrooms really told me, I mean, that's, that's one of the big lessons the mushrooms has been whispering in my ear. Trees are alive, trees are alive. They look like elephants. And it's, I'm so grateful for that. And I can't wait to fucking take mushrooms with ET. Oh my God, that's gonna be amazing. Us taking mushrooms together, holy shit. It's, it's been, it's been, you know, two beautiful experiences with DB. And now think about those experiences with ET. Ten times better. Um, jaguar whistles. The jaguar, so I'm going to send you some content from uh, Teotihuacan. I'm getting the name down now. Teotihuacan, I think. I think it's an E. Teotihuacan. Um, I, yeah, I, I was the first and only person there for a while until the exorcist lady came um, and, you know, so it was us three, me, her, and the demon that she expelled from her vagina in front of the Pir Pyramide del Sol. And then there were very few people. And I only heard one Jaguar guy. And it's like, you know, it was nice because there were, there were very few people. It's still the same amount of vendors, though. And so it was really a kind of personalized style. I said, I mean, they could, like, even try to get to know me. Hey, what are you doing here? What, where are you from? What's going on? Like, I was the only guy there to sell to for a while, so I got some special treatment. Didn't get a Jaguar whistle, though. Michoacan. Michoacan is another state. I don't know much about it. I do know that pretty much every... There's a big chain of paletas, which are, which are popsicles and ice creams and shit, and ice creams and juices called La Michoacana. And Michoacan is also known for its carnitas um of course i'm not eating i'm not eating carne of any sort right now i don't know how long it's gonna last but that's not what i'm doing and i recently learned that i thought i was gonna go to the bit the, the birthplace of la michoacana i thought the streets were gonna be lined it was gonna have like ice cream trees like you know paletas everywhere but i guess they just had that i guess it didn't even the chain didn't even originate in 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 michoacan it's just the name they they made so well, regardless, there's a new plan. I'll get into the new plan in a second. Sriracha spill on the bed. Sorry to hear about that. I don't know why that's a show note, but it is. Post Yosemite plans. None right now. I was thinking about maybe I'll pop back down to Mexico, uh, see what you're doing. I could be flexible. Ambulance. Um, maybe I'll pop to Boston, get vaccinated. I should be able to get vaccinated by then spend a few weeks there before going somewhere else maybe back down to mexico maybe to central america maybe to where et is maybe to the border states of the u.s and try to get some uh you know try to actually put into action this sort of immigration plan or continue to learn it at the very least i'm not sure i mean sleepy joe's gonna be helping me out till september so i've got time and yeah so that's it that's it i also as you saw i, I bought Today, I saw, I was walking down the street and I was on Technology Lane here in Mexico City and I saw that there were a couple of people that said, had signs for hacking Facebook and WhatsApp. And I asked a guy, I said, hey, listen, I've got old voice messages that when I click on my WhatsApp, it says the file does no longer exists. He says, oh, I got just the thing, 10 bucks, 200 pesos. I'll put it on a disc for you and you can, uh, you can stick it into the computer, download a program on your phone, 
I don't fucking know. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's complete bullshit. I don't know if he just gave me... It doesn't even really look like an actual USB drive. It looks like a fake USB drive. It might not even be a real USB drive. It could be a real USB drive that has nothing on it or just a virus. But I said, fuck it. We've got archives. The origin story of Normancito and E.T. are still on our WhatsApp account, supposedly years of audios that have been lost and this guy's saying confidently you can get it you can absolutely get it so i said fuck it that's worth ten dollars just just the the possibility so we're excited for that now let me get into the new plan and i'm gonna have to be going shortly um i didn't really have a plan for what to do this weekend i was thinking oh am i gonna go to guanajuato or am i gonna go to michoacan or am i gonna stay in mexico city there's that one girl from the language learning app. She's like, we have to do something for your birthday, whatever. So, you know, I'm not a firm believer. I don't need to celebrate my birthday, make a big deal out of it. I've been having, an, you know, an excellent year. And I feel very grateful and appreciative for the year that I've had, especially in such a, a, a terrible year for humanity, really. I mean, I, both of us are even more grateful than usual, knowing that everything has been going pretty amazingly for us when things have been going so poorly for so many people who have lost loved ones, and, and it's terrible. Needlessly, too. Poor government management. It's, it's been, it's of course, terrible. Um, but I feel very grateful. I feel very happy with the 365 days that, you know, I, I had this year. And I've been reflecting, you know, last year I spent my birthday in the ER with Wilmita. And... I feel very grateful that right now she's, I don't know, you know, I don't have contact with her, but I don't think she's in the ER and she's still alive and I think she's been doing a lot better. Um, of course, we're no longer together, but I think about her all the time, of course, and I, I wish her the best and I hope that, you know, if she's, she's better positioned to be able to to grow and to, to heal and to deal with those past traumas that she unfortunately, um, you know, lived because of absolute terrible people that were around her at the time. So I feel very grateful for that. Um, I saw on Facebook recently, speaking of Wilmita, that she added about a couple, a month or two ago that she's attending a university and it has something to do with um, community organization which she would be incredible at and I really I mean I'm sure I'll hear from her tomorrow and I'll ask her about it we haven't talked since you know her birthday on February 6th when I wished her happy birthday and she said do you want to do a vid chat and I said I, I don't I really don't to be honest uh, that was coincidentally like the day after I hooked up with DB for the first time but I'm sure I'll hear from Wilmita tomorrow. Um, and I just hope she's doing well. I feel very grateful that I think she is doing well. I feel very grateful that I've had an amazing, you know, an amazing go at 28 and I'm ready for 29. I'm feeling very hopeful and, and appreciative for, for this year that's coming up in my life. So I don't really need to celebrate the day. I don't. I don't really want to make a big deal out of it. I think maybe if I was completely alone the whole day with weird hostile people, I'd be like, eh, kind of disappointing. 
but the, you know, this girl from the language app, we have to do something for your birthday. So I was like, all right, I'll probably just do something with her. Maybe she'll invite some friends, who knows, have a nice night, not a big deal. But yesterday I texted, because I was thinking, well, I need to figure out where to fuck, where to fucking stay. I, you know, I've, I've, the best hostel that I've stayed at so far, believe it or not, has been the first hostel where I met fucking Pixie. And that seems hard to believe, but it's true. Because I haven't had great hostels here. So uh, the Hungarian girl, you might remember has, as the, the mask on model, who absolutely looks stunning with her mask on and looks less stunning with her mask off, although she's still attractive. She's still somewhat attractive with her mask off. I texted her yesterday and I said, yo, are you still at the hostel? Because she's volunteering. She said, yes. I said, okay, I think I'm probably gonna go there tomorrow. This was, I texted her yesterday. She said, oh, that's awesome. And this is random, but me, two of the volunteer, two of the guys who work here, Mexican dudes, and my Dutch friend are trying to go to Acapulco Saturday to Monday. Just a quick weekend trip, low budget. You know, probably 200, 200 pesos on place to stay, 200 pesos on a rental car. We all split it. You want to come? Also, this was practical. I'm hurt. You know, I think she knew that I'm not a, a fucking weirdo. We don't really know each other very well. But practical terms, she was saying, and do you drive a car? Because our driver bailed on us. We're leaving Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Listener, was Acapulco in my plans? Of course not. Was anything really in my plans for this weekend? Not really. So I said, sure, road trip. You know, how bad could it be? I'm gonna be with a bunch of people, kind of strangers, but that's who I'm with anyway in hostels. And we're just gonna do a little road trip, four hours to Acapulco, leave tomorrow at 6 a.m., get there 10 or 11. I'm gonna be fucking driving. I love to drive, you know that. Probably stick shift too. And I'm gonna drive to Acapulco. Be there tomorrow, Sunday and come back Monday. And then probably make moves after that. Oh, here's DB. Oh man, I almost walked right in front of her as I was broadcasting. She doesn't know about this plan. She doesn't know about Acapulco at all. In fact, she doesn't know that I was here before I contacted her to come stay at my Airbnb. So she doesn't know I even stayed at this hostel where I met the mask on model. Okay? So I've kind of hid that plan from her. Um, she actually feels kind of guilty about leaving me on my birthday, as I said, but I mean, last night, we got a fucking Acapulco weekend plan. Panned out, and it might be in Spanish as well. Mask on model, she's Hungarian, but she speaks brilliant Spanish, very good. Uh, then two Mexican guys, I don't know if the Dutch person's gonna fuck us up and it's gonna be like, all right, we're in English now for the Dutch person. But all likelihood, probably, yeah, we'll be in English, but just gonna road trip. I don't know how I'm gonna tell DB. She thinks I'm probably just gonna stay another night at the hostel that I'm at, that we were at yesterday. But what the plan is, is we're gonna go get our stuff. She's gonna go to the, the bus terminal and I'm going to around 9.30, 10, bounce to that hostel, wake up there six in the morning where I will start driving to Acapulco with these strangers. Be there two days, come back and that's it. It's a little weekend trip. So going with the flow, why not? Why not? Uh, it took me about two minutes to accept. Yeah, sure, why not? She's very cool, she's very chill, I know that. Um, one of the dudes, one of the hostel dudes, I think he's pretty chill. They're vegetarians too, so like, 
I totally respect that. Now that I'm a now that I'm a vegetarian, on my you know 36 hours of being a vegetarian, um, I don't know if I would have been able to to travel with them if they weren't if they were fucking meat eaters because that's just so not me. Um, but I'm excited. So mine as well, right? Um, Acapulco is I I know nothing about it. I thought I knew that it's pretty dangerous for what people and kind of expensive, but I think it'll be chill and fun. So that's what we're doing. And that's probably why I will not be able to broadcast too much in the coming days. Although I think I'll probably be able to separate from the, the Acapulco group once I'm down there and report live direct from AST, Acapulco Standard Time. By the way, we didn't do, we didn't do daylight savings times here. Um, I'm pretty sure it's two hours. I'm pretty sure Boston is now two hours ahead and you're probably two hours ahead as well. Not two hours ahead, but you're an hour ahead of what you usually were. That makes sense. Oh, that dog's on that sculpture. Oh, that's so cool. You should get down. It's dangerous. Other things probably to report on, uh, but I can't right now. Just know that yesterday I met another magician in the hostel, another middle-aged dude that said his magician name was Jack Stark with a Q at the end, um, and that as soon as I walked into the bathroom, I had never seen this guy. I just got in. He was in a, he was in a towel. I was trying to take a shit. And he said, oh my God, no fucking way. You look just like my nephew. Here, come in for a picture. And I took a selfie of me when I was just trying to take a shit. Ended up being Jack Stark. Wouldn't shut up for the rest of the, the, rest of the night. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I have nothing else to report on for now. Looking forward to hearing from our sister station tomorrow. And we'll tune in live and direct from the West Coast. The West Coast of Mexico, the Pacific Coast. Until then, stay tuned.